0: Welcome to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist and neuroimmune specialist. With Dr. Stewart's broad medical knowledge, we will discuss how he helps his patients with issues such as ADD, migraines, hormones, dizziness, sleep, fatigue, methylation, autism, and genetic mutations. I am your host, Kara Stewart Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your cup of coffee or favorite beverage, and let's have... Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. How are you today, Dr. Stewart?
1: I'm outstanding. How are you?
0: Good, good. We are on episode three. So, we've done two episodes so far. I thought they were amazing. Dr. Stewart, you did a great job as usual. And uh, we are going to try and cover a lot of information today in this 30 minute segment. I am your host, Kara Stewart Mullins, by the way, and Dr. Stewart and I are here to try and uncover the mystery behind why so many people have ADD and ADHD and what we can do about it, okay? I do encourage you as a listener, though, that in the first two episodes, we went over a lot of medical information that kind of leads up to the other episodes, so I would encourage you to maybe go back and listen, especially to episode number two, because some of the key medical terms that you may hear today, you may not understand unless you have listened to episode two. So with that said, Dr. Sir, did you have your coffee today? I did. Did you have hot or cold? <laughs> Always hot. Hot? Okay, I had a cold one today. It's hot in Texas. It's <laughs> cooling down a little bit, but I had my coffee, so I'm ready to go. So let's start with this. Okay, I'm just going to give some stats really quick. Right now, they the estimate about one in 10 children um, are diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. Mm-hmm. ADD, attention deficit disorder. ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Correct. Little bit different, very similar category treatment across the board. But back in 2003 according to the CDC they estimated anywhere between five to seven percent of children were diagnosed with ADD now in 2013 statistics they're looking between anywhere between 13 and 15 percent that is a huge jump in that short amount of time mm-hmm. that's not even 10 years okay so something is going on the experts say it's even higher you may say it's higher oh I think so you think so mm-hmm. well First, let's start off, Dr. Stewart, give us a medical definition of what ADD and ADHD is so the audience can understand.
1: Well, what you're really dealing with in ADD and ADHD is the same concept that we talked about with neuroimmune syndromes. You're really just talking about the symptoms of an underlying process that the brain is going through. What I like to tell people about ADD and ADHD is that in most situations, that condition of attention deficit is really a proper compensation of the brain for something that's going on underneath, which means that if the brain is not receiving information or processing information as well as it should, uh, God has made a process by which we become very hyper-vigilant, very distractible, very um, aware uh, of everything going on in our surroundings.
0: When you say aware, though, you mean not focused? Not
1: focused. Just not, aware of now, everything. Let me let me back up a little bit. Okay. We're really designed to be in the woods. Okay. okay, so. Being in the woods, obviously there are things in the woods that can eat you. And I always preface this when I tell my patients, you know, what can eat you in the woods? Well, bears, mountain lions, wolves, you know, coyotes, et cetera. So basically God has made it that if we're processing information and we're functioning really well, we can really stay on task. But if our body is not processing information as well, either because we're not receiving the proper sensory information, because we're not processing our neurotransmitters as well, Mm -hmm. something is not functioning well, we really become an easier target for anything that can hurt us in the woods. So what? God does is he makes a compensation at the brain level and he turns up an area called the magnocellular system. Okay. The magnocellular system is the uh, system that essentially ties to our peripheral vision. Uh, peripheral vision and magnocellular gives us movement, distractibility, black and white focus, contrast. And so it really is drawn to any type of movement or any type of shadow that goes on around us. In hearing, he makes us very hypersensitive. In hearing, he typically will make us very hypersensitive to smell. And he would really put you on high alert, meaning that you'd be hypervigilant of your surroundings because uh, those type of people are having to be protected a lot more in that environment, meaning they're an easier target. So therefore, they need to recognize the danger a lot quicker and get ready to escape. So when we go through that, you really think that, wow, ADD and ADHD is fantastic in the woods because Mm -hmm. if we had an ADD child and we were out camping, guess we'd see the bear first. They would. Absolutely. They wouldn't get eaten. (laughs) <laughs> fantastic, right? That means they recognize it quicker, they run faster because they're not s- ah. quite as capable of protecting themselves. But in a classroom setting, uh, okay. that's a disaster because anytime there's a noise, anytime there's a, somebody flicking their pen, somebody tapping their feet, somebody uh, f- shuffling papers, well, they're going to say, hey, what's going on over there? And they're distracted. It's because off they're, to they're hypersensitive because to they're everything. Because they're That also makes them typically not sleep as well, not function as well cognitively. Now, in general, what's going on at the brain level for add is that we have a decrease in dopamine
0: okay Okay. we talked about dopamine in regards to methylation and
1: so almost all the target therapeutics for dopamine um, or for add and adhd are targeted at somehow manipulating dopamine Okay. And uh, when you
0: talk about your medications, you're talking about the ADD medications. Well, the ADD medicines
1: or even the medicines that stimulate uh, dopamine production or dopamine uh, not production, but release in the brain. Okay. Uh, even caffeine and nicotine, which caffeine is something I drink every day, and it actually gets me going because it actually squeezes dopamine out of the system.
0: And I've heard you said, too, that a lot of these kids out there, they, they that's why they drink the Red Bulls and the Monsters. Sure, they have to. it keeps them focused. Basically, Correct. it's like their own ADD medication.
1: Right. Now, remember, dopamine is produced from tyrosine and tyrosine uh, has to be converted to dopamine using methylated vitamins. And so we're finding out that almost all kids who get into problem with ADD and ADHD have a problem with the underlying methylation deficiency. Okay. Therefore, they are not as effective or as effective at converting tyrosine to dopamine. That also means that they typically are a little higher anxiety because they can't convert 5-HTP to serotonin. As you can
0: tell. Yeah. And
1: what you really are dealing with is basically um, a proper compensation for an underlying issue.
0: And this is not even, we're not just talking about children here. We're, talking about, no, we're adults. talking about adults too. You know, when I pulled some information of the top 10 problems that come with adult ADD or even child ADD, it was like, trouble getting organized, reckless driving, traffic accidents, marital trouble, extremely distractible, poor listening skills, restlessness, can't relax, trouble on task, lateness, angry outbursts, in prioritizing. Okay,
1: so let me put that in perspective. Okay. So dopamine controls short-term memory, concentration, focus, and organizational skills, eye tracking, eye movement, and eye focusing, so it's tied to dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, all those type of abnormalities, anxiety control sleep patterns mood stability fine motor skill uh, seizure threshold pain threshold hormone regulation bowel motility all these types of things so when you really look at that list what you're really seeing is a situation of low dopamine
0: or dopamine turnover, so to not speak? Not
1: necessarily. We can help it with dopamine turnover, but really just not enough quantity of dopamine.
0: And there's so many factors that go into helping the dopamine that's correct. be made. And that's what we talked about in episode two with methylation is these important nutrients to support the methylation pathway.
1: Now, the reason it's more prevalent among the teenagers and the older, you know, the children, the junior high teenager level mm-hmm. as more classic is because they're growing, they're using more of these methylated vitamins to help them grow and develop. Therefore, yep. there's not enough supply of dopamine. And most of us know that most teenagers are not the sharpest tools in the shed. You know, <laughs>
0: They're we tired like at be. the end of the day. They're, They're lazy. They sleep a lot. <laughs> they don't make all really
1: great decisions. You know, it's yeah. a general rule. And we were the same way, too. So that's why we can laugh about it. But, yeah. you know, the whole idea is that we've got to understand that if we can assist that process of helping them make more dopamine, we don't need to actually... Uh, medicate these kids as hard or increase it or sometimes even not have to medicate them.
0: This is where I get to my next point with you. So Dr. Stewart, a lot of people may or may not know that um, a lot of people see Dr. Stewart to get these kids off these medications because, you know, if you've ever been around a child or a person or even have taken some ADD medication yourself, it is very interesting how it can affect that, that person, the side effects of changing the personality It can cause being angry. It causes Mm -hmm. you to lose your laughter, I've noticed, in a lot of children and teenagers that I've been around on ADD medications, and just cause their personality to be a completely different person. Like, where did that person go? Where did that fun-loving person go? And so when they go to see you, they want to know how to get off of it and what they can do to help in a more natural way. So talk right. about getting off the medication Well, first, first. of all,
1: you got to understand that that's not the first thing we do. We typically leave the medicine in place because okay. what we don't want to do is withdraw this medicine that's been driving dopamine. Now, you got to understand ADD-type medications work in basically two fashions. One fashion is to essentially stimulate the nerve to produce more, squeeze more dopamine out okay. of the system. And the other ones really work to uh, kind of backdoor the dopamine pathway, meaning help it function a little bit better. Now, the classical history of using an ADD medicine is you start on it, and it's just miraculous. Mm -hmm. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, after a few weeks, oh, it doesn't quite work as well. So you go back to the doctor, and they say, oh, well, let's just up it. Yeah. Well, what that means is we're going to start squeezing more dopamine out of the system.
0: I like the, the analogy you used with the toothpaste tube. Yeah.
1: So imagine a toothpaste tube. Instead of full of toothpaste, it's full of dopamine. Okay. So if I squeeze it, uh, out comes dopamine. Taking the medication and mm-hmm. squeezing it. Take a medication, you squeeze it, stimulate You feel it, good. And he feels good. But the problem is if I keep squeezing it, and then I increase it, and I keep squeezing it harder, and if I'm not refilling the toothpaste tube every night, then essentially we get to where there's no no dopamine left, and we really have run out of our ability to use a medication properly.
0: And then the dopamine affects serotonin, so that's why they get in a bad mood, because that's what keeps you happy and keeps your anxiety uh, Always in
1: remember that the production of dopamine and the production of serotonin are linked. Yeah. Yes. Now, there's also genetics involved on top of this, uh, where how well do you break down dopamine? How well do you turn it over? How well do you handle epinephrine, norepinephrine, all these kind of things? So it's a complex genetic, physiologic process that is just not handled by one simple solution.
0: Yeah let me get back to, so you say that you keep them on the medication to start with mm-hmm. because you don't want to withdraw them.
1: Right, and what we usually are able to do then is by helping the body produce more dopamine by adding methylation if they indeed need it, which That's through nutritional products. 98% of it through neurobiologics products like Methyl Complete, neuromine Stabilizer, uh, Methylfolate Plus. Yeah. Um, then what happens is we essentially start to produce more and we, won't, we either gain a tremendous effect from the medicine they're already taken or typically we can reduce the doses back down further at first. Now, Parents, a lot of times, are very reluctant to take it completely off. Yeah. So a lot of times by us...
0: Depends helped. on if they have adverse side effects. Sure That's does. what I hear a lot from moms. Well, the
1: biggest issue is a lot of the medicines do affect appetite, so the kids really don't eat. Uh, they really withdraw her hard. They don't sleep as well. There's, I mean, there's lots of negatives to go along with it because remember that the drugs are really only a symptomatic control, and they're not treating the underlying problem.
0: All right, well, we're going to cut right there real quick and take a small break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Stewart. No two people are the same. Our health issues and our nutritional needs are as unique as our smiles. That's why our mission at Neurobiologics is simple provide quality nutrition that changes lives, one formula at a time. Developed through a collaboration with top U.S. physicians, each Neurobiologics formula carefully targets specific health issues. I can't tell you how much supplementation has helped our family. Being able to put back in their bodies what they were missing, we had dramatic results. We had focus in school. We had children that were able to sleep through the night. We had children that had their moods regulated.
1: What we're interested more in neurobiologics is replenishing the insufficiencies that the body has in order to recover the underlying problem and reestablish the nervous system and immune system normal function.
0: Each of us is unique. Shouldn't your supplement be too neurobiologic? We are changing lives one formula at a time. All right, we are back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart episode three. I am your host, Kara Mullins, and Dr. Stewart and I were just discussing ADD, ADHD, talking more into the treatment side of things and how he goes about. You know, a lot of people see Dr. Stewart. Uh, it, to his, cl- go to his clinic to try and get their child who may have had some adverse reactions to some ADD medications. And they want to get them off, and they want to have a more natural way of supporting their child with their focus and their schoolwork and, mm-hmm. and their life in general. Dr. Sturt, you kind of left off with going into maybe some support that natural ways that you can help these kids and these adults.
1: Yeah, right. So basically, once we actually get the child producing more dopamine, and frankly, to kind of go back to it, I mean, obviously, no parent really wants their child to take medications. Mm -hmm. That's just not what a parent typically feels. They usually do it out of desperation or uh, a teacher told, them. teacher told them, or basically they're being pressured. So they feel kind of trapped a little bit. But what we're trying to do is create a proper physiologic function, because re- remember that the ADD phenomenon of memory-focused concentration organization is really just the underlying symptoms or the overlying symptoms of the underlying problem. So if we can get the child methylated, we can then produce more dopamine, produce more serotonin, the child's anxiety comes down the child really starts to focus and function better. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we can actually withdraw the medicine. But typically when we're dealing with the child with ADD and ADHD, using the methylated vitamins by themselves is usually not quite enough because they're growing and they're dynamic and everything's going on. So what we then do in order to get them on a more natural solution is we typically have to add things called methyl donors. Okay. And methyl donors are essentially things that actually help the dopamine process better because what almost all these children have is what's called a C M O T excuse me, C O M T polymorphism. That's a mutation. That's a mutation in their Genetics. genes. Uh, it stands for catecholamine o transferase. and that word. is actually yeah, it's a big <laughs> word. But basically, it defines how well you are able to turn dopamine over. Okay. And, and this is where I like to kind of give people an example. I know you've all known that there are some people who just absolutely drive you crazy because they're always happy and they're like, oh my gosh, I just don't know why the world is cannot get along and why <laughs> we can't have world peace. Because you know, I got mad once and I'm over it in 30 seconds, and I just you know, I uh. get happy and I'm really not mad at anybody. Well, those people have what we call a valval vowel, vowel, comt and they basically break down dopamine really quick they turn it over and so their mood can flip instantaneously and they're so, not upset they're not upset and the second group is people who have one copy of the abnormal comt and i actually call them stoners for lack of a better word okay. they're like people around austin well you can't tell <laughs> and what i mean by that is you can't really tell if they're happy or sad they're like oh dude you know uh Uh, You know, I lost my job this morning. A little
0: Matthew McConaughey. But then all of a sudden,
1: (laughs) you know, I won the lottery too, dude. That was awesome day, you know, (laughs) and they're just really kind of flat. And no matter what you do, nothing happens. But then there's really what most of us have. And that's really a problem with turning over dopamine. And the best way to describe that is that are people who actually get in the mood that day and they cannot come out of it. Okay, they are stuck in it. So if you're anxious, you're going to stay anxious. If you're unfocused, you're going to stay unfocused. Okay, and that is really where methyl donors can truly help us, because what they do is they donate a methyl group to the dopamine moiety and basically by doing. That we make it more effective and easier to break down, so it can turn over quicker. So those are things like taurine, choline, methionine, SAMI, trimethylglycine, inositol.
0: All the ingredients you just mentioned are now in our new product. We just Full that your biologics mm-hmm. has called Full Focus. Mm-hmm. Dr. Stewart created the formula for us, and
1: and the newest, yeah, and the newest, a lot of people. <laughs> the newest addition to that is actually green coffee bean extract, and let me tell you about that because most people don't. Understand it. Green coffee bean does not have very much caffeine at all. Very it's
0: small, small very amount. Very
1: small amount. It's actually the roasting of the coffee that produces the high doses of caffeine. Right. But what it does have in it is an acid called chlorogenic acid. And it's actually been proven in several studies that chlorogenic acid assists in dopamine uh, functionality at the cell. So obviously, before I ever decide to put something in it, I'm going to try it. And when I took green coffee bean extract for a couple of months as a solo supplement, mm-hmm. it did significantly alter my ability to process it and because of this research backing we decided to put it in there and it has really worked out well so what we do with green coffee bean extract is we put that in and then we add the methyl donors to make the dopamine breakdown quicker and it works very very well
0: yeah you know we have a lot of customers that come into our store and honor that call us and they love the full focus that's one thing because it's kind of self-explanatory full focus you know right. make it easy on everybody instead of these big medical terms that a sure. lot of products out there are named but the feedback that we've gotten is that you know you always say you will try it yourself as a parent and see how many capsules you need, and then try it on your, your, you know, whatever worked for you. It works for your child, and the moms are coming back and saying, "Well, I was just going to try it once for myself and then give it to my child, but now I'm taking it every day."
1: Right, and that's because of genetics. I mean, your child gets your genetics, at least half of them. But it them made them feel so good; sure. they don't want to
0: miss because it because
1: they share it. So, really, the way we do things in our clinic is we really don't treat an individual; we treat families because there are these genetics involved in the in the family. Mm-hmm. And so but always remember when you're using a product like full focus, you gotta also methylate and produce dopamine at the same time, or else you really will not get It'll the It'll work form. better. That's right.
0: So that's where like the neuramine stabilizer cream and the methylation complete. And that's
1: those are kind of the core three supplements that really need to be utilized in the A D D. You know, you wanna have the lotion or the methyl complete, which is, provides you methyl B twelve, hydroxy B twelve. P5P, which is B6, and also you know, quatrifolate. Mm-hmm. And um, then you want to have a little bit of extra methylfolate to drive the dopamine, especially in the people who have, you know, ADD, ADHD phenomenon, and frankly anxiety too.
0: We do get this question a lot, though. Do, you know, people come in, do we need prescriptions for this? You know, do I need to have my blood work done? Can you answer on that? Because, some you know, I know what I say to them, but I'd like well, to hear you your review. Well, you
1: know, route. first of all, my bias is always to have objective proof. The one thing I do hate about most types of neurological based medicine uh, as a as a practice is that it's a guessing game you're
0: talking about like pharmaceuticals
1: I'm talking about pharmaceuticals or even supplementals if you have to if you have an identifier that gives you an objective proof of need that's always going to be way more accurate than any type of here try this and let's see how you feel
0: But what about the people out there that can't get in? You know, we're not here to do the show to get you more patients. You're eight months out. Right. So so.
1: (laughs) typically what I would tell you is that in in order to understand if you truly want to know, you would like to get an MTHFR.
0: Blood test or genetic well, test? genetic
1: test. Obviously, those are a little, can be a little bit more complicated, you'd think. And for sure, if you have a 677 7 CT variety of the MTHFR, you're going to need some methylation. And we're
0: help. talking about genetic mutations. That's what he's speaking about. And that's a whole another show. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to get deeper into that. But what about the people out there that, that can't get in to see the doctor, but they know that they're suffering from some focus issues? Well, if
1: you'll get those, that little package of three that we're talking about, you're really going to pretty much not hurt yourself at all. And you can these, are vitamins. The benefit. these are Your vitamins. Your body takes these what are, it needs. These are nutraceuticals. These are nutritional products, and they're mm-hmm. things that are available in nature. And so typically our bodies are programmed for the most part to be compliant with anything that's produced in nature.
0: Now, in regards to people that are out there that are already on these ADD medications and ADHD, what can you tell them Like, might be some side effects or anything when they're coming off those medications.
1: Well, I mean, it's typically just like withdrawing from caffeine. I mean, you can get into headaches, you can get into loss of focus. You got to understand if your brain's turned up and it's used to having a stimulant on board, mm-hmm. you're really you're going to get increased anxiety or just I guess not that's with any well drug,
0: whether much. it's legal or illegal.
1: That's correct. And so you really have the withdrawal of the changed chemistry. Remember the brain can't instantaneously change its chemistry. And so when you're doing that, I would not recommend and most of the time withdrawing your medications without a physician's okay uh, that's approval. what i was trying to get okay. at okay that is not something that i can condone. I'm not sitting here saying that everybody can. What I do want to do, even if you have to stay on a dose of medication, I want to maintain it at the lowest dose it can be Mm -hmm. because it will work more effectively at that. And I want to always make sure that uh, you can maintain a safety profile with it that'll be consistent with the least amount of side effects, which typically is the lowest dose of the drug.
0: Okay. And then when you add in the nutritional part of it, sometimes that low dose will work better.
1: It always works better because you're also producing dopamine and producing serotonin and everything's better.
0: Yeah, I want to get down to, just a, just real quickly about diagnosis, because, you know, everybody's like, oh, that little boy, oh, that little girl. Well, little girls talk fast to begin with. I probably thought I was ADD, you know, you're my big brother, you probably thought I was a nut, you know, right. talking all the time.
1: And well, so first of all, with the
0: diagnosis, what, what can you tell parents?
1: Well, the there? patient doesn't diagnose ADD. Typically what happens is the teacher or the parent diagnoses ADD. Okay. That's not how it happens with <laughs> kids, you know. they When you go to see your pediatrician, your neurologist, Your psychiatrist, whoever the parent gives the history, the child doesn't. They're
0: not around them long Mm -hmm. enough to even know that. And you know, there
1: are some tests where we can hand them a little iPad or something and ask them to (laughs) match some shapes and do stuff like that. But typically, what's happening is it's it's a recommendation by the teacher. Have you looked into medications or have you thought about it? Little
0: Johnny is going off the walls
1: now. You got to remember that boys are diagnosed with ADD five times greater than girls. Um, That is only because of the way a boy is built. So I want to back up and tell you a little bit about this so you kind of understand. Let's imagine that we're camping. Uh And Kara, you and I are camping, and uh, a bear comes into camp. What are you supposed to do? Uh,
0: Well, I know you're not supposed to run, but I would
1: run. You're supposed to scream, (laughs) grab all the babies you can, and haul butt.
0: Okay. Okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Good to know. I don't camp. What am I
1: supposed to do? Protect. That's right. I'm supposed to stall the bear, fight the bear, whatever, just to give you time to run. Okay, So as men, we're all anxious. You're anxious. I'm anxious. But as men, we're wired differently for anxiety. So what anxiety does for us, we typically are more aggressive oriented as young men versus girls who are more withdrawal. So the little girl in the back who doesn't disrupt class but who is completely out to lunch Mm -hmm. can have way worse ADD than the boy who disturbs class but she doesn't ever get in trouble or get noticed because she's not disrupting class. Very
0: interesting. Okay.
1: So wow. basically you got to understand that the reason we we have such a an abnormal ratio of boys to girls is frankly because boys tend to be more disruptive because of their nature. So what I'm going to tell you is you got to pay attention and have some kind of definitive way to look at it and you got to pay attention as parents because add affects girls too Uh and we need to make sure that we understand it uh from a different perspective than the boy who's pushing in line can't stand still wiggles in his chair all that type of stuff because girls will have a different appearance of the add adhd
0: now do they ever grow out of it
1: the answer is yes. Typically, you're looking in the 20s, though, when methylation need comes back down. Okay. Uh, so you can. Because when they're growing,
0: they need so many methylated. What they, what
1: they tell me usually is, you know, talk, I used to have it when I was in the teenager, and now I just learned to deal with it. No, you really actually grew out of it. Ah. Okay. But what really happens is you never really get fully out of it. You just kind of learn to, you overcome and gradually get to where you can uh, either deal with some of the. The strangeness of having add but you also get more effective at not needing so much for other things of the methylated vitamins so your dopamine is more plentiful
0: wow very interesting that story about the woods um so yeah i guess i will grab the babies and run
1: yeah you're supposed to (laughs)
0: and you can sit back and get eaten
1: (laughs) that's the way god made it sorry that's what i was born for
0: well everyone i thank you again for joining us today dr stewart always a pleasure Uh, I hope you can join us next week on Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are going to be discussing headaches, migraines, boy, I've had them before, and a little bit about post-concussion syndrome, some head injuries, how they all kind of tie together. And uh, I am Cara Mullins, and have a blessed and wonderful day. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and shall not be construed in any way as advice in place of your own medical practitioners. We encourage you to seek professional advice or care for any problem which you may have.